Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everybody, you're listening to Heather Kelly with the Indie Music Room, and I'm excited today to share with you our next guest, Brandon Scott Sellner. Hey Brandon, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Why don't you tell everybody where you're at right now? Um, in my little basement studio slash hangout in yeah. uh, Statham, Georgia. Where, where is that in Georgia again? Statham, Georgia. Oh, that's right. Okay. You know, I knew you lived there, but I couldn't remember the state or the city. So that's good to know. Um, I just want to start. It's just outside of. Go ahead. It's just outside of Athens. Okay, great, great. Um, I want to get started. I do know you personally. I've had the privilege to play with you in our band a few times and um, in a way, we kind of grew up together at the studio, so that's my connection with you. But why don't you tell everybody, going clear back, how you got started with music? Uh, well, I started playing when I was about 15. Uh, I took uh, a few lessons at a local music store in New Orleans, Minnesota. I grew up in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Um, after high school, I moved to Mankato with plans to go to college and had met some uh, guys that had a little studio and jam space uh, in Old Town, Mankato. Yeah. And kind of fast forward, I, I met uh, Jared Winger. Um, I think he was playing drums for a band called Heller Highwater, which uh, the band leader was friends with a lot of um, the guys that I was playing with and recording with and jamming with. And uh, he said, I, I know a guy that's got a studio. Would you be interested in coming to Iowa and uh, checking it out? And that's that's all that he really that's that's as far as it went. And uh, at that point, I was kind of chomping at the bit to get a change of scenery. And I came down to Otho, Iowa and met Kirk. And I think that night we recorded one of maybe one or two of my songs and a Hendrix tune. And um, yeah, it all just kind of went from there. So were you actually playing with the band at the time or were you just breaking off into uh, solo? I had I had a little band. Um, we were just doing a couple gigs here and there. Um, I wasn't singing at the time. I had a, a friend of mine, uh, Phil Stotenberg, was singing for us, and um, I just kind of shifted gears and decided to um, try something a little outside of the box and packed up all my stuff and moved to Iowa. <laughs> well, that that took some guts just to up, you know uproot yourself. Um... So you did move to Iowa. Where did you end up moving to? Uh, where was I in Fort Dodge? Um, I'm so bad with directions. My wife can attest to that. Uh, just a little uh, duplex um, close to a park uh, across from a bridge. Is that sound? Is that ring a bell? <laughs> sure. There's a couple bridges, a couple parks in town. So I'm, I'm yeah. 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 I was like on Seventh uh, Street, I think, or something like that. We were right on the corner. Okay. So. Kirk could probably tell you where it was at, but you know, I, I forget reason, the exact direction. Yeah. For some reason, I had a thought in my head that you lived in Manson at one time. Is that an No, I just, Manson was like a second home to me. I, I've always thought that if I ended up living in Manson, I probably never would have left Iowa just because those people were, they're so still so supportive and so good to me. Um, my friend Todd Partlow and just everyone in Manson has just always been great and always kind of, it's been just a, a place when I was, gigging a lot we'd always we could always count on them to uh to get us a gig there you know so um i've always loved that town great so. 
So for all of our fans out there that, that don't know who you are, tell them like, I know you're, you're a excellent guitar player. One of the best Thank that we've, we've heard around. So guitar player, do you play any other instruments? I know you've done some singing in the back, you know, in the past. Um, interestingly enough on these songs, I've, well, there's one that doesn't have bass, but I played bass on two. Um, so don't, all you bass players out there, don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> and I oh, uh, played a little, <laughs> played a little uh, organ on uh, one of the other songs, um, kind of dabbling in uh, piano and just learning how to read sheet music and, and stuff like that and just be a better all around musician, you know? So everything is very experimental, but I'm just kind of going off of, you know, songs that I've heard and, and trying to come up with parts that are similar to, to, uh, to those in the songs that I love, you know? Right. Right. Um, did you say that you were learning to read music on piano or do you play just by ear? Or are you just reading the sheet? Music? Uh, unfortunately for guitarists out there that, you know, maybe some will agree or disagree, but it's, it, in my opinion, it's one of the few instruments where you can do a lot with it without knowing hardly anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I've, I've always, you know, <laughs> I've always relied on my ear, which, uh, always served me well but i knew very little about theory so within the last five to seven years uh since well since i moved down to georgia okay. um i i thought boy i better uh kind of hit the books here because a lot of these guys you know coming out of nashville are smoking players and yeah. can play circles yeah. around anybody you know so i was i just have to learn a little bit enough you know just enough to keep up uh for what we were doing the band that i was in down here at the time and uh i just kind of took off with it just it's like been unraveling uh you know like a snag on your shirt and once it gets caught on something it it just keeps going you know so the beauty of music is there's no there's no amount of one lifetime where you can master everything so i'm i'm constantly learning new ways to teach myself new things so i would encourage anybody out there that doesn't have a lot of music theory to to kind of dabble into some of that you know it can kind of stunt you for a minute but once you kind of put the puzzles together it, it really opens new doors so that's good advice brandon one of the first <laughs> that you wrote that we're going to play today is called everlasting lullaby can you tell me a little bit about this song and how it came about can we do still or can we do the journey first i'm sorry oh you know what the journey is exactly what you had down. I don't have my glasses on either, so I can't read, see anything. But let's talk about the journey. How that? How did that song come about? Uh, it was just a, a melody that was uh, in my mind, and just I don't want to say tormenting me, but it was it was really uh, pressing to to be put down on something, and uh, I just kind of came up with the riff, and I think I just played it around the house a little bit, and finally I was like, I need to get this out of my head before it drives me crazy. Uh -huh. um, and it's just kind of a metaphor for the whole process. You know, when, when things kind of slowed down with, with my band in St. Paul, it was a um, kind of a rude awakening. And uh, I had a, a lot of ideas as far as uh, songs that were based on my experience in the music business. And I scrapped them all because they just were too negative in my opinion. Yeah. And the journey was, one of the first songs that came about after that process and uh it just kind of wrote itself well wonderful here we're going to listen to the journey by brandon scott selner
that was the journey by Brandon Scott Sellner. And Brandon, that is an amazing song. It's, I'm so glad to hear that one. Did did you do all these parts yourself, or do you have people playing with you? Or where are you recording all these? Uh, I'm actually recording everything. What's the best way? Right, right here behind me. Oh, this, <laughs> there's your studio. Yeah, everything's backwards on on Zoom here. So left is right, right is left. Um, right. I, I I'll kind of give you a brief breakdown. Um, as far as drums, again, drummers don't don't judge me. I'm I'm using a, a software called Easy Drummer. Um, and you can kind of manipulate the fills and sounds and diff it's, it's as vast as you want it to be. Basically. Um, I've got a two channel M audio interface. So I, I mean, I could record drums, but, and I have plenty of friends that are drummers and, uh, studios around here, but I'm trying to, I want to just kind of keep everything as internal as possible. So, um, drums and a lot of the euphoric synth keyboard sounds, those are, uh, those are computer generated um and then i'm playing guitar and bass on the ones that uh have bass <laughs> as i mentioned right. before and uh yeah i'm just as i'm as i'm working on more of the songs i'm trying to implement more you know analog instruments as far as like i said keyboards and, and uh, organ and stuff like that and just do as much as i can myself before i seek outside assistance Right. Well, it's good. It's good to have that ability to do it at home, especially right now with the pandemic. We have had the studio closed for almost a year now. We're not having people yeah. in and out. So if you want sure to get mention. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't want the funk. So we've been kind of keeping it closed off to the public. Um, yeah, I know you've done some recording here at Juniors. Have you recorded at any other recording studios? Uh, we'll kind of continue off of the uh, path of moving to Iowa. Kirk was so gracious to me to just let me use the studio as like a personal playground and just let my, you know, creative influences just pour out on tape. Um, I really didn't understand how great of a gift it was at the time until, you know, you look back and you realize, wow, you know, nobody that I knew got that kind of uh, welcome, you know, right. to, to the, the world of recording. Um, Nothing's compared to it since, to be honest. Uh, I recorded at a couple other small studios uh, when I was in the band here in Georgia, the Daniel Lee band. Uh, we were privy to the recording session in, in Nashville. They used a lot of session guys for that, but we were able to get on one track. And uh, I mean, it was a great experience, but it really wasn't much more than nothing could compare to the time that I had at, at Juniors with Kirk and, yeah. and all the great musicians out there. And um, Honestly, I try to take that mentality to just recording right here in my basement. You know, it's just a at home and comfortable environment. And then you can it's you know, that's the perfect building block. You can go from there. You know, there's no intimidation of where you are and who you're working with. It's just, right. you know, you have to hold you accountable and get stuff done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we. I've, I found that I define myself as a I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, please continue. Oh, I define myself as a procrastinating perfectionist and there I'm trying to change that. <laughs> I like that. So, you know, Kirk and I, and you, I mean, we've all recorded in this um, historic little recording studio, which is analog. Have, do you have a preference between the old analog versus the digital recording these days? Uh, I mean, everyone can attest that analog is just its own entity. And I've, even people that, 
record digitally still I, I believe bounce it to analog to get that that warmth and that feel right. um the one thing right. i the one thing i like about digital is uh you know when you're recording um you can kind of see when something's coming you know yeah uh as far as your punches you know kirk's famous uh, line would be okay rolling yeah and, exactly you know you're hold on for dear life you know yeah um but yeah, I think they both have their, their benefits. Obviously, sound-wise, um, analog is is the, the real deal. Um, but digital just has like a hi-fi, you know, everything's just magnified for good or for bad, you know. Right. I'm um, constantly going back and, and realizing I don't like that note and it had nothing to do with what I was playing. It was, you know, how the computer interpreted it. And, and I, don't, I don't have the top-notch equipment. I'm just doing the best with what I got. You know, I plan on upgrading as I go, but for right now, it's it's serving its purpose to just get these ideas out, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, the next song we were going to talk about, I believe is called still dreaming. Do you yep. have any words about that one, how that came up or any uh, inspiration behind the song? Well, it, it kind of came in, in two pieces. Um, again, all these are instrumental. So uh, it's hard to really explain where any of it comes from. Uh, the benefit is I don't have to try and figure out where I'm going to put lyrics uh, since I'm I'm not singing anymore. I still haven't gotten past my uh, vocal inhibitions, whatever issues I had from years ago. But honestly, it's opened up a, a whole new world of just artistic, you know, free range to to put down whatever I'm feeling inside and whatever I can manipulate on the guitar. But uh, this one was just, again, another riff, another melody. Okay. And then I was wondering, you know, how am I going to start this song? And I was listening to a little bit of Eric Johnson uh, and I can't even really explain what he does, but when you hear the first riff, you'll players out there will understand. Um, I had this little intro riff or just a riff, I should say. And I was like, that would sound great in front of this song. And it all just kind of came together and worked out. So great. Well, let's have a list of still dreaming by Brandon Scott song.
daydreaming by Brandon Scott Selner. Brandon, you're just getting better and better like a fine wine with age. Telling you. <laughs> Thank I you. Heard, I really haven't heard you play for a long time, but it just sounds like you've really honed in on your skills and it sounds tight. You were the well, I mean, role in the shop when you came to Junior's Motel. So Kurt saw <laughs> potential in you and it's, it's fun to watch you grow. Well, a lot of the recording I did with Kirk, everything was, you know, very experimental, you know, like when you're playing live, which you understand, everything just kind of happens in the moment. So you don't really have to put your playing under a microscope. You're just on to the next part or the next song or whatever. But, you know, the, the process of recording is it really teaches you what you need to work on, you know. And uh, yeah. again, being a perfectionist, I probably take way longer to do this stuff than I should. But there's a certain standard to what I want it to, to sound like. It might not be, I'm no Joe Satriani, but I'm not really trying to be either. I'm just trying to take bits and pieces out of everybody's bag and put it into my own thing, you know, but a lot of this stuff is very much interest or influenced, sorry, by uh, Satriani and, and uh, Guthrie Govan, guys like that. Right. Um, it might not sound like it, on, you know, on the other side, but that's where it's coming from. You know, a lot of other instrumentalists out there. Yeah. You know, you and I had a little bit of a pre-conversation before our interview and you were mixing some things for me and you're like, I don't know if, if I'm just too close to it or if I played it too much. I think I got to change this. Or You know, I've been I've done that, too, in that process where you yeah. just keep listening and you can't seem to let it go, you know, and it's, yeah. it's hard when you have that perfectionism about yourself. But I think Kirk, Kirk again, was always like at some point it's got to be done. You know, yeah. I mean, you can always go back and do whatever, but, you know, at some point you got to kind of let it free, you know, but yeah. uh, I think you're referring to that, that baseline in, in uh, Still Dreaming. To me, it was when I was recording, it sounds great, but uh, you listen to it in the truck or whatever, and it's a little hot, you know, so yeah. it's got to be, you know, cohesive, I guess. It's got to work with everything else, you know. Right, right. So. Well, that's great. Now, let's just talk about your personal life. I haven't seen you for years, but... I stalked you on Facebook and I found out that you were married and you have yep. a beautiful addition to your family. Yeah. My wife, Casey, uh, uh, my two stepchildren, Jolie and Jaden, um, and my daughter, Everly, who just today within the last couple of days has taken her, her first steps. So oh my that's God. exciting. So exciting. <laughs> Does she love watching dad play? Uh, she tries to get to the guitar as much as she can. So we just kind of, you know, play around with the strings and do whatever you know she's she's just a year a, a year old so wow. um but i bought her i bought her a little keyboard from amazon and just trying to encourage her casey bought her um little music makers and tambourines and stuff you oh, know yeah. so she's over there with her, with her xylophone making all sorts of noise so that's it's great. uh definitely been, it's definitely been the most amazing adventure i've ever had in my life so that's awesome and how about the stepkids how old are they 20 and about to be 17. Okay. So and are they, my wife, one of them musical or? Uh, Jaden's playing a little guitar. He's, he's getting into uh, Nirvana and stuff like that. So he's um, asking me to show him a couple of riffs and he picks up pretty quick. Does he? I uh, showed him some stuff years ago, but you know, like I've told him, I started playing when I was 15. There was times when I put the guitar under the bed for a month or two or whatever, just wasn't you know, into it, you know, music will be there for you whenever you're ready, you know? So there's no, there's no timeline in my opinion. I mean, obviously the more you play, the better you get, but you, it's something that you have to want to do and are inspired to do, you know, yeah. I told him I'll, I'll never make it 
homework. I'll never give them an assignment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? Well, bit. we're going to talk about the last song you have, and then we're going to talk with everyone a little bit after this song about how we can follow you, how we can keep in touch with you and what your future plans are. So the last but not least song that we're going to talk about is the Everlasting Lullaby. Correct. Yep. Uh, wait. Yeah, that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, what is it? It is a Sunday, so you got to give me credit for that. Uh, <laughs> can't read my own writing, but yeah, so Everlasting Lullaby. Tell me about that one. Uh, it, again, just kind of, actually, that song started out as an intro to another idea. Um, I was listening to a Ry Cooter song, uh, The Feeling Bad Blues, I think, that's uh, made famous from... Um, crossroads with Ralph Macchio or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and he's just an amazing slide guitar player. And again, I was just trying to kind of grab any influence from that as I, as I could. And, and just, it turned into something entirely different. I scrapped the idea of the, the song post intro and just went with the whole vibe of what the intro was to make the song. And initially uh, I was, going to use it as a tribute to some some friends of mine that are no longer here and as i went along i changed the title and decided to kind of dedicate it to, to my daughter everly so that's the first thing i thought of when i heard it i thought this one's for daddy's girl so <laughs> we'll take a listen to everlasting lullaby and then we'll be back with brandon to ask him a few questions how we can be in touch with them and what his future plans are so everybody please listen to everlasting lullaby by brandon scott selner
that was Everlasting Lullaby by Brandon. Brandon, I love that one. That's going to be a Thank you. that's going to be a fantastic song. That's great. Do you ever plan on having um, people sing to your instrumentals? I mean, I know you used to do some singing, but I don't I don't know what happened. You had some damage or something to your vocal cords. Yeah, honestly, honestly, you know, years ago, I, I had a couple people close to me, bandmates, management, you know, saying, "Hey, uh, are you feeling okay? What's going on? You know, with your voice and." And at first I really didn't know what they were talking about, but then I started noticing it was getting harder to get through gigs. And then eventually it was just, there was nothing there, you know? And uh, I can maybe hum around the house a little bit or, you know, work on ideas like that, but it's just not where I want it to be. I, I kind of blame it on lack of training, lack of, you know, proper equipment you know not using a monitor a lot of times when you're playing in a small venue or something like that um but honestly it's been kind of a blessing in a way it might sound crazy to some people but singing was always something to me that was out of necessity you know I always yeah. initially was focused more on guitar and even though I enjoyed it and was able to you know build a good career out of playing music and singing for for quite some time um, playing guitar is where my heart's at and I plan on, you know, continuing with that path for as long as I can, you know? Great. Well, I hate to have to wrap this up, but our timer is starting to blink at me, which tells me we're running, coming to the end of the interview. Why don't you real quick tell everybody how they can find you and we'll make sure to post this on our links as well. Sure. Basically right now, uh, I just have my YouTube channel. Um, I'll have to send you a link for that, or maybe you can find it. And then my, my artist page on Facebook, everything's kind of uh, just in the starter stages. Um, I'm hoping to push uh, a little more in those avenues when I have um, more songs done or the, the full album done. Um, but that's it. You can find me on YouTube and, and Facebook right now. It sounds kind of general, but that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's where everybody else is looking to. So Brandon, it has been our privilege to have you on our show this month, and this will play all month, of course, and several times, so you should get some some great exposure with that, but I hope you come back and visit us when you're in the area sometime in Iowa again. Very and, soon. Yeah. Very soon. Well, we thank you so much, and everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is Heather Kelly with the Indie Music Room, and we will talk to you later. Thank you so much, Brandon. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Yep. Bye. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.